The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Welcome to it. Great to be with you on a Thursday. It's Hale Varsity Radio, presented by Currency for all your equipment financing needs. Go Currency, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. Uh, big thanks to the folks who uh, braved it, came down to Rosie's downtown yesterday, back there for Sparty. And still some hope with Nebraska basketball as Big Red able to notch win number 10, stay in the conversation. <laughs> with uh, with postseason. Uh, we'll dive into Husker basketball. What's the status on one Eric Gilbert, uh, stud tight end from Georgia, trying to find his way to Lincoln. Reports are out that uh, he may be in. Uh, official announcement likely tomorrow, but uh, we'll get there as Nebraska looking to add to the transfer portal. Some news and notes around the college football world and NFL. The Sean Payton list of demands is uh, pretty impressive, quite frankly. So we'll get there. Numbers to get in today at Hale Varsity at 466-3776-800-825-5865. can email the show Chris at HaleVarsity.com. Get a hold of us through the stream as you can watch the show, ESPN, Lincoln, and Facebook. Always find the Hale Varsity YouTube channel and can watch and follow along with the Hale Varsity Radio Twitter handle at HVarsityRadio. Catch Damon and Andrew weekday morning 7 to 9, coffee and cream. We're the bookend of it uh, here 4 to 6. Good to be with you. Pretty tough. Pretty tough going. Pretty tough watch. For Nebraska basketball in the first half, you knew that it was going to be, well, trying. It was going to be trying to get down to PBA. It was going to be trying to see what Nebraska's offense would be. And uh, Nebraska had a little bit of a new wrinkle with Tominaga getting the nod. Uh, I like that move. Tominaga didn't have the best shooting night, but I love his activity, movement without the basketball uh, he was key from distance a couple of different times, but more importantly, he's just so good uh, at getting and finishing at the rim. Nebraska able to survive and really thrive without Derek Walker. And yeah, I said that. Uh, you don't want to make a practice out of it. But uh, Walker, again, in foul trouble. Uh, you had the Boobirds come out because, again, you have some insane officiating with the. Uh, as one one person put it, they quote tweeted Sam McEwen's tweet of the the whistle on Tominaga, where he, he really he breathed on the guy. That's it. Didn't body him up. Didn't nudge him out of bounds. I mean, it was worse than uh, one of the soccer players who got hit by the sniper, 
right? And and somebody quote tweeted, I don't know if it was Goodman or not, a national basketball writer, that was absolutely a, fra- a flagrant foul. It clearly wasn't. <laughs> but uh, the theme was survival, and Nebraska able to do that against Ohio State. The Buckeyes have lost five in a row. Ohio State's talented. They're good. They're just not gritty, right? They're, they're, they're young, uh, and if they choose to grow up, There'll be a problem here maybe towards the end of the season if they stick around maybe next season with their talent level. But they needed the whole dose of what Nebraska had, and that was uh, re- you know the, the refusal to, to, to concede. Also, Nebraska able to be better from downtown in the second half for a 7, a 42-point second half. Coach Hoiberg touched on that. But big uh, difference, obviously, Denham Dawson, right? Mm-hmm. The kid gets his, uh, you know, career high playing time of, of 30 minutes, gets the start, seven points, eight rebounds, pure hustle after he gets mugged under the basket to sprint back down court, partially block a basket uh, on the other end for Ohio State. And Nebraska was able to close out and survive a desperation tying three. You saw that go down against Minnesota. The kid from Ohio State had a better look. You could argue it didn't drop, but hey, you'll take it, and good for Fred, good for Nebraska. And uh, listen, it's not going to be easy at Penn State. Penn State's at a 12 or 13 win number already. They're better than they've been. Northwestern has had some wow wins in league already. They've won at Michigan State. Uh, So... Uh, it's pretty important to, to keep some momentum. Listen, and Nebraska had to have this. We talked about it yesterday, and I believe it truth, truthfully that it was your fork in the road game, right? Do you lose a third game in a row, Purdue, Ohio State, Illinois, to, 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 to start that January to February slide? And unfortunately, as a Nebraska basketball fan, you've had way too many of those. Uh, throughout the last several years. Not just a Fred problem, not just a Timmy Miles problem, but a Nebraska problem. They got a win. They had to have. They found a way. And uh, this team's now got to handle success. Is Penn State beatable? Yeah. Is is Nebraska going to be able to find any offense? Don't know. It's going to be a fight all year long to get to 60, maybe 65. Can you keep people right around 60 points? Can you muster up enough offense to score 60 or a little bit better? And, Elijah, I think that's pretty much uh, the gist of it is Nebraska's 10-9, and but now three league wins, and they have some confidence. But they know who they are, and they're going to keep swinging at you. And the, the difference is, is they did it. Walker still had double digits. He's still their MVP. Greasel was 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 nice, obviously, but Nebraska did it and didn't fold or flail without Walker in there last night. They're able to put four consecutive buckets together. There's your difference. And then, of course, the Hoiberg technical got everybody fired up. Here's Fred on that tee last night. They were a lot more composed than I was in in that uh, in in that little sequence. But you know, I, I listen. I, I obviously don't lose my mind a lot, but. Uh, you know, I wanted to go out there and fight for them. And, you know, I've had times where I tried to get technicals and they don't give them to me. So uh, tonight I, I went out and, um, you know, was was a little bit heated. And DJ gave me one from across the floor, probably well-deserved. But, you know, it did. It got the guys going, um, you know, got the crowd going. I was really pleased with the crowd. I mean, went out there early, looked a little bit like the Queens game. And then it just gradually kept filling in on a, on a really crappy night 
in Lincoln weather-wise. So, you know, thank the fans. They, they were a big factor, I thought, in helping us down the stretch. Uh, we were supposed to foul. Wilhelm tried to foul up three there in that last possession. Um, but, you know, we didn't, uh, didn't quite get it. So, thankfully, it worked out. So that was Fred. Fred, you just lose it whenever you want to, big fella. Because if I was on the sideline, if you were on the sideline, Elijah, you can only take so much incompetence. And it's a consistency thing. And part of that consistency definition doesn't need to be bad all the time. And it feels like there's been too many moments and too many games that involve Nebraska I'm going to get my uh, towel and I'm going to tear up here in a moment. Then Nebraska just has the somebody makes a bad call, period. I mean, thank God there's review under two minutes, right? How tight was that ball game with the tightrope dance that Greasel did on the saved ball? Guy's staring right at him and not looking at his feet, but says, oh, you're out of bounds. I mean, do your job. Absolutely do your job. And then the, 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 the call with Walker underneath the basket that sent Fred off, there's been too many of those. And I, I know Walker's physical. I know he puts his shoulder down. And he, I don't know what he's supposed to do, Elijah, because he's going up against bigger dudes most of the time. For the first time, to your point yesterday, Nebraska took on somebody that didn't didn't have the height advantage. They didn't have towers uh, in the paint. So do you dial back your physicality if you're Walker? No. And he got busted for a couple of charge calls that I thought, all right, dude, he didn't go Superman on the guy. Was it physical? Was there a shoulder? Was there probably a little too much physicality? Yeah, but he didn't. He didn't fall back the guy. Well, the, the problem lies in that this is the Big Ten Conference, a conference which the whole sticking point of basketball with the Big Ten Conference over decades has been the physicality. That you know what? The refs are going to let them play. It's going to be a physical conference. It's a big boys conference. And if you can't hang, get out. And that's kind of been one of the things that's undone Nebraska over the past couple of years. A lot of times whenever you get those big physical basketball teams that come to Lincoln and, and take on Nebraska over the past couple of years, they've been allowed to use their physicality to come in here and dominate Nebraska. And then this year, I'm not sure what changed. I'm not sure if there's some different point of emphasis from the Big Ten. Something has flipped on its head. Decades and decades of precedence with what goes in the Big Ten has changed this season, and now they're they're calling ticky-tacky calls. I mean, there's like three times this season I've seen Wilhelm get called for going down onto the floor after a loose ball. That would never get called in no. previous Big Ten years. There's been a, a, a drastic change this season with something officiating within the Big Ten where now it looks like the rest of the conferences in that they're calling ticky-tacky things, and, and physicality doesn't fly like it used to. Is the Big Ten still a more physical conference than the other basketball conferences? Yeah, sure, but the refs seem to be cracking down on it for some reason. And uh, Last night, Nebraska, thankfully, is able to pull through, and I think it's partly because Fred Hoiberg has a team that's going to back him up this year, that whenever he gets a tech, guys like Sam Greasel and guys like Denim Dawson and guys like Emmanuel Bandibel step up and play with their hair on fire when, once their coach gets a tech, and I, I think that's a credit to Hoiberg. And he kind of said it in the, the post game. I've tried to get techs before, and uh, they haven't always given to me, so I'm, I'm glad they gave it to me last night because he has a team this year that's gonna that's gonna respond to that. And you saw the team respond, but just a, a drastic change in officiating so far, at least in, in this Big Ten slate, with what you're used to seeing in Big Ten basketball. Gotta love Bandibel last night. I mean, some key moments, some key buckets. Always gonna play defense for you. He's a guy that has people pointed to from a leadership standpoint, but you have some real character 
on this foot on, on this basketball team this year, and it, it's it's rounding out okay. These are games that Nebraska has found ways to lose on the court many many years. Let's uh, fear, hear a little bit more from Fred Hoiberg here. Uh, his thoughts on the win specifically, uh, just how big it was, and you can kind of hear it and you could see it in the video. Just the uh, the emphasis put on last night. Okay, well, just first of all, I want to say how proud I am of our guys for coming out and showing a lot of resolve in that first half. Obviously, it was a rock fight out there, and the ball wasn't going in the hoop on either side. But we didn't hang our heads uh, after missing, I thought, some really good looks out there, and we kept guarding. And, you know, I was really proud of Denham. He had a really tough assignment with Sensabaugh, who was one of the tougher covers in this league. You see that body, how strong he is, how he gets to his spot. And Denham made him work for everything that he got. He got going a little bit in the second half, but Denham defensively in that first half really kept us in the game. Um, you know, I want to talk about Oleg a little bit coming off the bench. We were getting beat up a little bit inside with Key when we went small, uh, when Derek got into, uh, into foul trouble. And I thought Oleg went in there, made a really nice take to the basket. Blaze is just not ready right now with his ankle. So he was an emergency only situation tonight, but Oleg went out and gave us uh, really good minutes. And really, everybody that stepped on the floor, uh, Kese and CJ in new roles, I thought both gave us good minutes out there. Uh, I thought Jamarcus off the bench was terrific. Wilhelm, um, you know, continues to make great plays, hustle uh, plays on both ends of the floor. And when Derek went out, I think we scored on four straight possessions, and that hasn't been a theme for this team. When Derek's been on the bench, we've really struggled uh, to score more than more than usual. But to get four straight baskets, we got a nice little rhythm in the second half. Having a 42-point half hopefully will help us uh, have confidence on that end and string together 40 minutes. But I thought we had good looks. I thought we even missed some good shots in the second half. Casey had a couple. CJ uh, had a couple that I'm confident will will go down. We had really good offensive practices the last few days, and we had uh, 20 good minutes tonight. Hopefully that carries over in the next game. Now, Nebraska should have been up double digits in that game. That's that's how off – Ohio State was. That's how how they are. They're freshmen. They 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 don't turn it over a ton. When they did, it was key moments with just a simple. I'm going to dribble it off my foot or have a messy kind of mesh handoff was where they turned it over. That I didn't think I'd see anybody miss more layups or as many layups as Nebraska, and, and Ohio State did that. They missed so many in the first half, and they still oh, led. Hoiberg called it a rock fight in the first half. Understatement. That's no. an understatement. <laughs> Calling that a rock fight's a compliment to that first no, half. No, you needed to hand out cigarettes and blindfolds <laughs> yes. as you're heading into PBA. You know it's no smoking. But listen, I, I applaud C.J. Wiltshire for being stand-up uh, with, with Fred, and they went to lunch. And let's let's try and see how I can help the team. Maybe my roles to come off the bench. He was two of eight. He hit one three. You were thinking maybe that'll get him going, but he's just been off. You hope he can snap out of it. Kisei, four of 12, one three, but it was a big three to kind of give Nebraska a little bit of breathing room. That was a deep three last yeah. night. He, but again, his work has been 
just being a nightmare without the basketball moving around. And he's been a really, really talented finisher. Well, and Kise also great comp- contribution late going and knocking down some free yeah, throws. Yeah, he's not missed. Yeah, uh, I mean, you missed one from CJ and it was heart and mouth time, but uh-huh. uh, but you, you got just enough and did just enough on that final defensive possession. Yeah, Bandamel 2-9, tougher night shooting, but uh, it's not... Uh, uh, if but when, and he had a couple of those big ones, and then Denim Dawson, very efficient, three for four. And, and he flashed that potential yes. you see with Denim Dawson, that athleticism, that ability to get to the rim. He really flashed that last night. He's not perfect. He's not a complete package, but I think you see what the future can be for Denim Dawson after a performance like last night. We'll get some thoughts on the transfer portal and where is Nebraska at with Georgia tight end Eric Gilbert. What's the uh, prognosis there? And some thoughts on the world of college football. Uh, has Ohio State lost their grip on the Big Ten? We'll pose some of those questions. Brandon Vogel on the way with Hale Varsity. Hale Varsity Radio is presented by Currency.